What's going on, Patriots? Back with another Patriots Prayer Podcast for you. And we are going to delve a little bit into what Robert F. Kennedy said about the Ukraine war. We're also going to hear from someone who says that we were duped on Watergate. Now, like I said, I do a lot of light reading early on and throughout the day whenever I have the opportunity. And I came across Kim Iverson's podcast. And she had on her podcast the lawyer for Deep Throat. The, 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 the Deep Throat was the guy that was implicated in Watergate, right? Um, and, and so he goes into kind of in-depth about how the Washington Post and the CIA kind of got together and fooled everybody. And even when uh, Nixon's administration and himself did not know exactly what was going on and they were reeling from what was being said, the Washington Post did know and kept it to themselves. And it goes even deeper than that with the connection to the CIA. And he says he has absolute evidence. So I thought this story was definitely one of those that needed to have a little bit of spotlight put on it. So we're going to talk about that. And then, like I said, then we're going to go into Robert F. Kennedy's statement about the Ukraine war. And we talked quite a bit about the Ukraine war and about how uh, what really went on in Donbass and what Ukraine was doing to its own people and what is the root or the cause of everything that we see happening today as well as Russia's aggression. And we're going to talk about this in terms of truth, not ever paint, painting Vladimir Putin as a good guy and also not painting Zelensky as a good guy either because he's not. He's really not. And the, the, the more people see that, the better off we all are. So, uh, with that said, give me just a second here, and I'm going to pop this video up. And this video, uh, the first uh, of the videos that I'm going to show you is that it's, it's, a, uh, it's a video that shows uh, the guy, Deep Throat, and what he's done. And I think you'll get a real kick out of this. This is something that's very interesting. Um, let's take a look. Okay, so let's so, uh, break I'm, down I'm first before we get into the advocacy. So, like I said, this this guy is the lawyer who was the original lawyer for Deep Throat, who was involved in Watergate. Kim Iverson is interviewing him, and it gets extremely interesting. So I'm going to put this up here and let you guys see. Uh, here we go. All right. See journalism and how this entire scandal unraveled us to where we are today in the press. I want to get to the Watergate scandal itself. And you assert that the story is incomplete, that what we believe, what we know is not actually the truth, that the Post covered it up. That's right. It was the most impactful political scandal in our nation's history, perhaps in the world's uh, history. It was hailed as the most important journalism ever, still is today. And yet it was false. It, it still today is being sold as a campaign operation by the Oval Office. It was not. It was being sold as trying to get secrets from the Democrats regarding political matters. It was not. And the Post knew far more about what had actually happened than the White House. So the White House was flailing around, didn't know what had happened, didn't know who had done this silly thing. Uh, but the Post did know. The Post did know, and it actively covered up those folks that were really involved. Um, so that's that's the issue. And uh, right. So, I, and so 
if you're like me, that's exactly what you heard as well. You heard that Watergate was Nixon bugging the hotel to get dirt on his uh, his uh, opponents, his Democratic opponents, uh, McGovern, uh, in order to uh, use that as fodder in order to win the election. Uh, goes a little deeper, and he says that that the McGovern hadn't even announced whether or not he was running yet. Um, this was in June. They didn't have a convention until July, so that wasn't true. Uh, also goes in to talk about uh, what the Washington Post knew and also talk about the CIA and their connection to this whole thing. So it gets deeper, guys. It gets much deeper. And he says also this is what began the uh, decline of the media, where our media became more agenda-driven and in the back pocket of a political party as opposed uh, to an actual uh, media, a press that actually tries to report the truth and has journalists who go out and do journalism. Imagine that. So let, let, let's let's continue to hear what he says. This, like I said, this I found so interesting, I had to show it to you. At the time, uh, there had been no nomination of a candidate, so the DNC wouldn't have had any information. And as a matter of fact, Gordon Liddy of the White House was upset about the being told to go in there because he thought it had no campaign information. He was a dupe here. He didn't know what was going on here. But it had no political implications. The only person who would eventually know anything in the Democratic National Committee was its director, Lawrence O'Brien, or Larry O'Brien. But he was not even in town. So the myth the Post puts out there is not only that this was about the campaign, it was about listening to Larry O'Brien. Well, they know Larry okay. O'Brien wasn't around. Uh, they were listening to um, phone calls from out-of-town Democratic visitors to the DNC who wanted to be entertained. And there was a secretary who had a referral relationship with the bordello down the street. And she was referring out-of-towners, and they would make calls to the girls and set up these assignations. Now, uh, the CIA was deeply interested in this because the CIA for years had had illegal programs of monitoring prostitutes and their johns. And this was a bordello that was protected by the CIA. So the CIA had. You heard him right. You heard him right. It's not as if the CIA has never been involved in setting honeypot traps for people. Ask yourself who killed Jeffrey Epstein and play that whole scenario out and just don't think that the same scheme didn't take on a 21st century uh, uh, cover. Or, you know, they, they are not any different now than they were then. They just have more resources now, more reach now. We have less privacy now, but they are much more powerful now than they ever were back then. Oh, my gosh, by ten, times 10. Let's see what else he's going to say here. The CIA was deeply interested in this because the CIA for years had had illegal programs of monitoring prostitutes and their johns. And this was a bordello that was protected by the CIA. So the CIA had infiltrated the White House. It's very clear today that they had. And, um, and also a couple of young lieutenants. Hold up. Before I go any further, I want to address that because um, uh, love him or hate him, Jesse Ventura also addressed that and stated that when he got elected as governor of Minnesota, that he was taken to a room where he had six people from the CIA asking him questions. And he stated this. You can go find the video. 
um, he, he said that it's six people from the CIA were there asking him questions, and he started asking them questions because he didn't understand why they were operating on U.S. soil. So that's where it gets interesting. And because he's talking about the same thing. He's talking about the CIA operating on U.S. soil in the way that they were. Um, it, 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 let, let's, let's continue listening to him because I think you're going to get more of the gist of where he's going with this. Uh, for Nixon thought that this would be really cool to get dirt, individual dirt, not campaign dirt, but individual dirt so they could be cool. So like, I'm going cool to back this up so you uh, understand. For- he's talking about two underlings in the uh, Nixon administration who took it upon themselves to carry out this scheme of Watergate and did not even uh, think to inform uh, the president. And some people go as far as to say that those underlings were uh, in cahoots with the CIA when they did it. But let's let's go back this up. And also a couple of young lieutenants uh, for Nixon thought that this would be really cool to get dirt, individual dirt, not campaign dirt, but individual dirt so they could be cool. Uh, about having this stuff about other individuals from out of state. Now, the FBI immediately on the scene thought it was a botched CIA operation. My client, Mark Felt, or Deep Throat, thought that it was a botched CIA operation, but thought that some White House lieutenants, junior lieutenants, were also involved in it with the CIA. And he was absolutely right on that. So even today, Kim, the Washington Post today admits that Nixon's attorney general, who was originally uh, claimed to be the person who authorized this, they now admit, the Post admits, that the attorney general had nothing to do with this. It wasn't just carelessness or negligence or like we see today, some, some silly and non-critical thinking reporters just repeating things. Oh, no. This was a decided purposeful effort by the Post to cover this up because if things leaked out, it would hurt Democrats because it's the Democratic National Committee that was referring these guys to the to the prostitutes at the bordello. Because if things leaked out, so uh, they didn't like it, and they were also meeting with the CIA, and the CIA was very adamant that this thing be kept under wraps. I've seen the CIA documents. And it's very clear that they have one document tells about a deal between Bob Woodward and the CIA front company to keep things quiet. And it's right there in the CIA's uh, notes. That is an astonishing claim. Now, he claims not only to know this, but he wrote a book about it where he has these things in the book. So there's a lot of this kind of stuff going on out there. And yes, you'll get your fair share of people saying, I don't believe it. He's doing it to sell books and all that sort of thing. Well, keep in mind that if he put that out there and he had access to it and he actually did his investigation and these things are not true, he'd be in a hot, he'd be in some hot water right now. So I have to believe just like when we reported about Thaler and Harris in Arizona and what was going on down there, that that was true because to date, no one's ever sued John John Thaler. If he was telling a lie, why wouldn't they sue him? The same situation with this man. If he was not telling the truth, uh, he would definitely uh, be facing some consequences that, you know, w- it would be dire. Would be dire. I mean, the the suitcase alone would cripple most people. And I, I think that people need to realize this is that a these people are. Uh, 
These people are doing this and saying these things at the detriment of their what? Their their livelihoods, their keeping their homes, their what? Their their freedom. Do you think people will come out and just create these things on this side to tell you uh, these kinds of truths and haven't considered the 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 threat that they're going to be living under from that point forward or the scrutiny? Um, so it takes somebody with a with a, with a fair amount of courage to come forward and tell you these things. The least we can do is see exactly uh, what the facts are and see if that person is being honest. And if so, learn about it and then take a look at our mainstream media and say, why aren't you, why aren't you reporting this? It must be because you're full of it and, and, and you don't work for the people and there's someone behind the scenes pulling your strings and you only sing when you're told what to sing and, and what notes and everything else. I mean, it, it, we really are in dire need of real journalism today. I mean, really dire need of journalism today. Now, we're going to get into uh, Robert F. Kennedy and what he says about the Ukraine war. Now, I'm not sitting here advocating for this man for president or anything like that. I, I will say this. There are some things that I agree with him on. He takes a very good stance on uh, medical care as far as it relates to certain medicine, <laughs> a certain medicine that, that was forced upon everybody recently. And also uh, the stance that he takes on men and women's sports and these types of things, which is not indicative of the party that he's seeking to represent for sure. Not. So he's kind of a, a, a dark horse that came out of nowhere here. And, and he's talking like uh, not crazy. I mean, there are a lot of things I disagree with him. He's no doubt a Democrat. Don't get me wrong, but he's more he's more moderate. He's more progressive by far uh, than the Manchurian candidate that we have in there now. And he's going to break down this whole scenario of what, how we got here, what happened in Ukraine to get us to this point, what started all this. So let's listen to what he has to say because I know the story and everything he's getting ready to tell you here is 100% fact. Ukraine did act against their own people. Now, you're hearing it from him, not me. When I say it, <laughs> it's conspiracy. Listen. Listen, guys. This is what really happened. This is what's going on. This is the war that people are supporting and sending billions of dollars to, and it's not our people. Meanwhile, we're letting our border get flooded with so many people and then putting those people in the housing that we won't allow our own people to live in. What about our citizens? <laughs> People of Chicago are mad, man, really mad. But I don't want to get off topic. Robert F. Kennedy, let's listen to what he has to say. Uh, you're going to find this very interesting, and we'll get on at the end of this, and I'll break it down for you and tell you exactly what it is I think and expand on what he tells you right here. ...in a very cataclysmic trajectory. The answer to your question about how we got in this war uh, goes back you know, a long way, but I would say that the real story starts in 2014 when the U.S. government and particularly the neocons in the White House and elsewhere uh, participated and supported the overthrow, violent overthrow, a coup d'etat against the democratically elected government of the Ukraine and put in a very, very anti-Russian government. This prompted the Russians who then believed that that the U.S. Navy was now going to be invited into the Black Sea to have a port at Crimea. 
it prompted the Russians to preemptively invade Crimea. So listen to what he's saying. He's saying that when we installed that new leader, when we overthrow or helped overthrow the democratically elected uh, president of Ukraine and we put in a more American-friendly president, an anti-Russian guy, um, you, you Russia saw the threat and said, okay, well, we're not going to give you any uh, port or harbor uh, that you can then use to strategically attack us. So they took Crimea. Strategic move. I, I understand it. I understand it. And and that's what they did, and that's why they did it, which is it's not much different than why they're going in there right now because, I mean, come on, get it. No one's afraid of Biden. I mean, if you're going to attack a country that you don't want your enemy to be able to have a foothold in, what better time to do it than right now when Sleepy Joe's at the wheel? But listen to what else he says happened here, and this is by the, uh, uh, the leaders in uh, – uh, Ukraine, in the military in Ukraine, and the people. Uh, so you think you know, but you don't know. Listen. At the same time, the, the government that went came into the Ukraine began enacting a series of laws that turned the Russian populations of the Donbass region into second-class citizens. They, they, um, they illegalized essentially their culture, their language, and they began ultimately killing them. They killed 14,000 of them. And it was a, it prompted a civil war in the country. So, yeah, prompted a civil war in the country. And when anybody in the beginning of this war brought out the fact that Ukraine was massacring its own people, oh, you were a conspiracy theorist. Who told you that? You listen to Fox News? <laughs> It's it, no lie. This is exactly how people acted. They acted as if this was all wrong. I remember a boy uh, was on a Ukraine, not a Ukraine, excuse me, a, a, a talk show in UK. I don't know the name of the show, but I remember I seen the clip. And the kid just asked, hey, uh, why is it that you guys, in, in talking about all this anti-Russia sentiment here, you never bring up the fact that Ukraine was murdering its own people in the Donbass region? And they told him to, to, that he had to leave. They threw him out of, of the studio. So people only want to hear one set of facts. And then when they don't want to take in the whole truth into consideration and someone shows up at your front door with the truth, all you can do is shut the door. You won't want to have anything interrupting the narrative that you want told and the way you want this to go. But yes, why? Because Ukraine was a piggy bank used by these people. What do you think? What, uh, what Burisma Holdings was or Pravat Bank. And you think that those were the only two things going on in Ukraine that they, they wanted to keep secret, that they didn't want people to have access to and know? No, there's many, many, many more. Many more. Now, uh, good news on another front. Uh, they released the numbers today. And Joe Biden has the lowest approval ratings of any president in history. History, guys. History. 36%, the lowest in history. His people are turning on him. Now, he's he's talking about his son, whom they're getting ready to indict Wednesday, I believe. They'll, they'll probably announce the indictment, if not Wednesday, Thursday, because Comer told him, don't do it yet, because Comer's going to do this data dump on Wednesday. 
And that's going to be him releasing the information to the public so you know exactly what's going on and why they're charging Hunter and what the real charges are and what the real information is behind it all. And what he told the Department of Justice to do is not to indict yet because the moment that they indict, he can no longer discuss it. So if they indict, it keeps him from being able to give the American people the information that he's got. And I say, Comer, come on, why wait till Wednesday? Do it on Tuesday. Do it now. Get on the news now before they before they censor you, before they file, before they indict, so that we understand this. Shouldn't take, uh, you know, a couple of more days to to put this together. I'm I'm sure you've had the information for a long time, and you can break this down. So we really do need to hear this information, and we need this out there, and we don't need the Democrats playing political tricks. Um, to being able to censor the side that's trying to give us the information. So uh, don't allow don't allow that to happen under any circumstances. Uh, we definitely need and want to know what's going on before they try manipulating us completely. Now I saw the I saw the MSNBC uh, interview with Joe Biden the other day, where the lady starts the interview off by saying, "We know that you weren't involved with your son's uh, business dealings, but no, we don't know that, lady." MSNBC is trash. They're 100% trash. Their network is trash. And any, any journalist allowed on TV to say that that man didn't know what his son's business dealings were, you should not be allowed on TV. Your, your FCC, FCC should just ban you right outright because you're not a journalist anymore. He's admitted to knowing these things. He had a, a, an office in the same uh, in the same. Uh, business complex uh in the same office as his son a member of the cfcc and his brother you heard hunter biden call and request the keys for for all four of them so the the fact that he knew is a that is a far gone conclusion now they're trying to argue that the laptop's not his anymore and you heard that right they're trying to state that they don't know if that laptop or that information all came from hunter's laptop we're going back down that road again i don't think so we know that the information is real. Hell, Hunter tried suing everyone who had a copy of it. As far, so having a, 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 a access or, or having his uh, having possession of his personal information. So that ship has sailed. You can't come back from that. The laptop is real, and Joe did know about Hunter's business dealings, and he met with 14 uh, of the people that he did business with while he was in the White House. So... You know, cut that out. And, and journalists, you should be ashamed of yourself for ever trying to start a, a, a conversation off with the president by trying to uh, uh, kind of secretly sneak in a, a, a pardon <laughs> and to exonerate him from all the things we know to be true to push your agenda. That is actually, that's anti-journalism, and you you should feel ashamed of yourself for doing it. But, uh, guys, that is all we have for today. Um, as always, love hanging out with you. If you didn't do it already, like, follow, subscribe, wherever you're listening to us. If you want to support the Patriots Prayer Podcast, the best way to do it is subscribe. We love you guys. And as always, Silent Majority, you need to speak up and stand your ground. You guys have a great one. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast.